Hello and welcome to the Slow Home Podcast. This is the podcast all about slow living in a fast world. I'm Brooke McCallery. My name's Ben McCallery. Welcome to episode 231, The Great Outdoors. This is our last episode of the month, even though we've got, I don't know, a couple of days, three more days, days, including today to go. How are you feeling? Oh, amazing. This experiment has blown my mind. I, I obviously tried not to go into it with too many expectations because that's the whole point of the experiment. We just say, hey, what's going to happen if we spend an hour in nature every day? But the I think I've said the word profound every episode mm. this month, but the changes that I've felt and the things that I've noticed and the mindset shifts that I've made have, have genuinely been profound. Like I really have felt this on a level that I did not expect to. And the thing that has blown me away is that I know I'm not the only one. Out of any experiment we've ever done, this is the one that I have been contacted about the most. And this is just while it's happening. This is the one that people get emotional and passionate about. There's something really powerful at play here. And I don't necessarily know that we've unlocked exactly what that is, but I think a lot of people are feeling similarly to me. They're feeling really really like vibed about it pumped yeah yeah and we're going to do a bit of a wrap-up of the month and how we've felt and what we've done overall and you know just some of those overall benefits but we're going to specifically look this week or the first half of this week's episode on the mental health benefits of of being outside yeah because we've spoken about well-being we've spoken about the physical benefits we've spoken about uh like mental performance in terms of concentration and memory and um, that you know attention that kind of stuff but we've shied away from speaking about yeah. mental we, health issues we've, we've delicately balanced like we just haven't looked at it you know as a holistic thing for mental health yeah on purpose i knew that mm. we would cover this at the end but i also know that you know there's too many people on the internet or in the world talking about cures for this and remedies for that mm-hmm. with no foundation in fact, and yeah. I didn't want to be one of those people. No, no. So that's what we, we are going to talk about a bit today. And I do feel quite a, uh, a connection to that topic, given my own experiences with postnatal depression and anxiety and what I know of myself now and the impact that I think nature therapy would have had on me. Uh, and I know that I'm certainly not alone in that, but we'll get into that as the time comes. Well, let's get into it now. Okay. Okay. So you just spoke in the intro about your mental health issues around mm-hmm. postnatal depression and what being outside did for those. And Mm -hmm. I just wanted to, and I know you've mentioned it on the Poggy before. In fact, I think you mentioned it in the Poggy, the one where we're selling and uh, moving out and, you know, that update, it was Mm -hmm. a host for. Anyway, you're talking about the garden and being outside in the garden. And I think maybe that's a good place to start about your own experiences of being in the great outdoors and what that did for your mental capacity Mm. and healing. Yeah. So 
I write about this in slow and I've certainly spoken about it on the podcast before, but it was the garden that was sort of the, the stage for me to begin healing from postnatal depression. And I, I am quite convinced as was my psychiatrist, as were you, that postnatal depression was the catalyst for my mental health issues to come to the fore, to be like just blatantly obvious to everyone who knew me that, that I was not well and I wasn't coping and, you know, I was certainly battling a lot. But looking back, I had been struggling with anxiety and other underlying mental health issues for many years, probably since I was a teenager. And, you know, you just, I, I just thought that that was life. I thought that was growing up. I thought that was normal. I didn't know until after um, the kids were born and I, I finally got help that it didn't need to be. I didn't need to feel that crippling, painful anxiety that just sucked the joy out of everything. Like that didn't need to be life. <laughs> and it was, it was initially spending time in our garden that unlocked that, I think. Mm. And I, I mean, I, I told this story a couple of weeks ago, so I won't go back into yep. it again, but just paying attention to the flowers blooming in our garden was a moment where things started to turn around. And I remember uh, after when the kids were really little and uh, you were working long days in the city, so you would get up early before any of us were awake and drive the car down to the train station. And then I would put the kids in the uh, in the double pram mm-hmm. and walk down to the train station. And at that point in my life, getting everyone up, getting myself dressed, getting myself primed to go out in the world and walking down our street, down the hill, through the village, down to the train station felt like an expedition. Like I was so terrified of talking to people. I was, you know, I'd kind of become a bit of a shut-in. Mm. And I remember those first few weeks of getting out and taking that like maybe 20 minute walk every day and saying hello to people on the way past. And it sounds utterly ridiculous, but the fact that that didn't turn into an ordeal that I just said, good morning. And they said, good morning back. Or sometimes they didn't. Sometimes they smiled. Sometimes they ignored me. The fact that I could do that and that I had this fleeting connection with another human was a revelation mm. to me. And that's, I don't know, that from the research I've done about the impact of spending time in nature on our mental health and mental illness specifically, one of the recurring themes in the research is not only the physiological benefits of time in nature and the impact that that has on our mental health, but also the connection to other people. And for me, that was absolutely the case getting out and feeling a part of something in a very small way was, it was a balm. I felt, yeah. I felt something really important happening. I didn't know it at the time, of course, but yeah. looking back, that was a huge part for me. And that was of, of all the reading that I've done over the past couple of weeks on this topic, that is the thing that stands out for me. Absolutely. So you've gone from gardening in the backyard and the, the initial state of healing that that had mm. into the great outdoors and mm. walking down to the train station where, you know, albeit you did walk 
into nature, like there's nature, there was a lot oh, of trees. Gosh, and, honestly, yeah. getting out of the house yeah, without exactly. being in my pyjamas at that yeah. point in my life felt like an achievement. Because I think it's you know worth exploring just the simple act of walking Yeah, uh, and what that has on your mental state. So that's what I would say 80% of our great outdoor activities for the month of March have been walking. Of ours. The simple yours, yeah. act of stepping outside and going on a walk. In nature. In nature. Yes. Correct. Yeah, in on this beautiful track that's just outside a rental property here in Nelson. So without a garden to tend, you have been essentially walking the whole month. How has that been and how can you can you relate it back to those initial times of walking down to the station? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, to, now it's more like an agitation thing. Thankfully, my mental health issues have greatly improved over the past seven years. Uh, and I certainly have a handle on how to best operate so that they don't become issues again. But even when I'm agitated, even if I'm like hormonal or just having a crappy day, that that kind of itchy need to get outside, need to move kind of thing has become an obvious trigger for me to get up and, and go out and mm. walk for mm. 10 minutes, 20 minutes, an hour, whatever I can manage. Uh, and again, the same thing. It's it's spring. Like spring has has kind of turned and the snow's melting and the birds are coming back and the trees are starting to bud. And I find myself paying attention to the same things that I did back at home when mm. I was coming out of my, you know, my the darkest days of my depression. Plus, there's the benefit of it being quite a busy trail, and I see a lot of people. Like it's absolutely, it's really nice. And do you think that is one way that because they say that walking, apart from drug and medicine related things, walk the simple act of walking every day is the best way to assist in controlling mental health conditions, particularly like depression and anxiety. Yeah. Do you think it's because when you go out walking and you see someone? Rarely do you say, get stuffed, I hope you're having a bad day. Yeah. It's always, hi, how are you? Yep. How are you going? Great day. You know, it's just that, that real fleeting connection connection with someone that is enough to give you the self-confidence and build you up enough to be able to cope. Yeah. And it's not for me, it's not only self-confidence. It's like, oh, yeah, there's heaps of other people around who are living their own stuff. Yeah. You know, and... The fact that we can just like just a friendly nod or a smile or a good morning or a good day or whatever is enough to go, okay, yeah, I see you as a human. You see me as a human moving on. Like it doesn't mm. need to be a big, profound kind of interaction. But I think that something as simple as seeing another human and acknowledging them and, and being acknowledged is important. So I do just want to say from like right up front that at no point am I or Ben suggesting that walking in nature is a cure for anxiety and depression. But I do personally and strongly believe that it can be and should be a part of everyone's routine mm. daily if possible, but as regularly as possible. I mean, if the research that we've covered over the last month has shown anything, it's that the impact of time in nature is huge. And pair that with the treatments that people receive, be that medication, be that therapy, be that a combination of a whole other, whole heap of other different approaches, this can fit in alongside it. 
and I know for me it's been like I, I've how long has it been I finished up with my medication about four years ago maybe not even quite three and a half years ago and it's been the self-care stuff that has continued beyond that that has taken me through some really dark times that has allowed mm. me to cope and to to continue without diving as deep into the depression that I, I had previously that I had done previously so there I know there is sometimes a tendency to to dismiss these ideas can I just jump in here because I want to because you're just talking about something that I looked at some research and it relates specifically to it it's like this really so we all know the link between the great outdoors and mental health is real yes. we just know that it is but I like I wanted to try and find some really granular uh, results about like how much it benefits mm -hmm. us and can we quantify it in any like way that like a bumper sticker message because that's me and that's the way I like to operate is these bumper sticker messages. If you don't know me by now. Then you'll never, never, ever know me. Correct. And I found two. One of them specifically relates to what you were saying, and that is that not everyone's going to have the same reaction in terms of their of mental course, health yeah. and their connection and exposure to nature. So what was most interesting about this study is that individuals at a greater risk of developing mental health issues and that have had some form of anxiety or depression will benefit more from getting outdoors than others. Right. Scientific, that's what they've said, that in, in this study... Those with a predisposition will benefit more from being outdoors. Right. I found that really interesting. Mm -hmm. Also interesting is that what this study found is the actual positive effects of single exposure to the great outdoors, like a walk or a stint in the garden, can have seven hours worth of happiness to the individual right so the endorphins released last up to seven hours for every half an hour in the great outdoors okay so two things that's a really long bumper sticker <laughs> sorry <And laughs> the second thing i find that really interesting actually that the, the predisposition point that you made uh, now, I have an interview with Florence Williams coming up next week. Um, Florence is the author of The Nature Fix, and she makes a very similar point. She said that it's really difficult to establish hard and fast rules for, you know, a, a minimum recommended daily dose of nature because everyone responds differently. Everyone's circumstances are different. Everyone's brains work differently. Uh, and I find that really interesting. So it does, I think it does certainly take a certain level of self-awareness to find an approach that works best for you. You know, I think that part of it is going, okay, it, it, specifically as we're looking this, at this through the mental, mental health lens, we need to have a bit of a grip on what works for us. And I think that this kind of experiment is a perfect way to do that because you get to say, how did I feel at the beginning of the month? How do I feel at the end of the month? And use that as your foundation on which to build like a lifelong habit that works for you. Not that works for me or you or anyone else, but that works for you as an individual. 
So I'm just going to switch gears uh, a bit here and talk about a study that I was reading about that similarly came up with a quantifiable kind of result. Um, Researchers took a group of people who were struggling with mental health issues and they spent time in nature. And before the time in nature, they did a questionnaire survey, whatever it was, to measure how they were feeling on like a, in terms of their depressive feelings. After their time in nature, they did the same survey. 71% of them measured significantly better on that scale than they did before. 71%. So I think that's pretty incredible. It's huge. And in some of these other studies, they're starting to equate time in nature as being as effective as antidepressants in some cases. Again, I think that's phenomenal. I don't think that that is a one-size-fits-all solution or anything like that, but just to to hear and to discover that there are things that we can do outside of medication or in addition to medication, uh, you know, in support of medication that have a similar, similarly positive impact on our mental health. It just, I mean, I can't help but go back through the last few episodes of this experiment where I just got so jazzed about the impact that this can have on our kids and on our future policymakers and educators and environmentalists and everyone else, you know, the the next generation coming through. Imagine, given the mental health crisis that we face in Australia, that I know they face in the States, Canada, the UK, most developed nations. Imagine if we had a generation of kids who were armed with a series of strategies to combat that before it became an issue. I'm not saying you're going to eradicate mental health, like mental health issues, but Imagine if those kids had that ready, prepared. They've already got this this amazing resilience, this incredible way of, of coping that's built into their daily habits, built into their value system. But unfortunately, we're going the other way. Well, some people are. Well, the report, and I know that a, a listener, was either a listener or someone on Instagram quoted the study and i I had a look at it, that the average American child spends less than 30 day, thirty minutes a day oh, yeah, we, outside, yeah. three and a half hours a week outside. That's it. We're going in the wrong direction. But that's why I think that things like this really do matter. I mean, get your kids outside. So this is the other thing I wanted to talk about. It's not specifically related to mental health, but I have had a number of parents email me and relay their experiences over the past month. They've spent most of this time outside with their kids because their kids are little or because that's the only time that they've got spare and the impact that it's had on the kids' behaviour, on their screen time, on their energy, their sleep, but also their relationships has been incredible according to these people who aren't me. I mean, that's what I've found, but I think that that's where it has to come from. It can't come from like a, a policy place or a, you know, you can't rely on schools to do it because, as you said, we're moving away from it. But if it comes from the people you live with, it comes from your immediate family or your best friend or someone like that, and it becomes attractive, it mm. becomes something like it's cool. It's cool to spend time outside. That's what everyone does. And I don't know. I like how do we get there? I don't know. But yeah. stuff like this, talking about it, unlocking whatever the key is for every individual person. For me, it was awe. That was that was all I needed. When I knew when I figured that out, I'm like, all right, I'm yeah. I'm done. I'm sold. You never have to convince me of this ever again. 
finding that key for everyone is the key, I think. And from there, the benefits are just like un- unlimited, I think. That's a really good way to sort of steer us into, I think, the final piece of this podcast mini series, The Great Outdoors Experiment. And that's just to talk briefly about our last week mm. and how we've spent that in the great outdoors culminating in a pretty mm, miracle miracle pretty miracle pretty miracle hey pretty miracle culminating in a pretty miraculous discovery yesterday mm-hmm. when we were out walking the trans-canadian trail Is that what it's called i don't know no. i like to think it's called that sure because it's as long as feels like all provinces put together. Anyway, so how have you spent the last week in the great outdoors? So actually, this was a golden week. This is amazing. It started out with my birthday and we went for a hike out uh, in one of the provincial parks not far from here. We went looking for one, but accidentally found, found another one. one. And it mm. was incredible. I posted about it on uh, Instagram. I did a short... Little oh, you did film on it. You did a vid, Video. a vid, vid, and it was like nothing extraordinary, but it was. It was the day that I think the snow started to melt and like things started to turn to spring. Like yeah, it was, I felt it like was pretty. It was a different day. Mm. The light like, was different. Yeah, definitely. So we spent. It was. We were just in the forest, and I think I was armed with the information that we'd spoken about last week about how trees, particular kinds of trees specifically exude these these phytochemicals that have an incredible impact on us physically as well as emotionally and mentally uh, and I knew that and we were in this space and it was it was alive it was thrilling it had this smell it was mm. the most incredible smell this the only smell I think that's better is the smell of the top of a baby's head. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, it was like that petrichor smell, like the smell mm-hmm. of, of, uh, of of soil after rain. It was like that, but something different. It was really elemental uh, and it was, it was just phenomenal. So that was like a two-hour walk, pretty simple walk, found this amazing creek and kind of waterhole and waterfall. Mm-hmm. And then it was just a lot of walking, mm-hmm. really. Yeah. You went skiing one day. Did. By yourself. Yep. Had a bit of a mental health day on the hill. I did. And I was at home and did school with the kids. And I was frustrated by the end of the day that I hadn't gone out for my walk. Uh, and you you hadn't gotten home at this point. The kids didn't want to go for a walk. So I kicked them outside. Yep. Just go and play. Go and build a snowman. You mm-hmm. know, there's still heaps of Wasn't snow in the Wasn't a great day, I've got to say. No. Like, pretty grey, pretty miserable. But whatever. Yep. Like put their snow gear on, get outside. Yeah. And I was sort of pacing around like a bear with a sore head inside. I thought, well, just go outside, Brooke. And I did. And the kids and I made up this game where we made like a huge pile of snowballs and we tossed these snowballs at a couple of bits of wood in the backyard of the place we're staying. The front piece of wood was worth 50 points. The back <laughs> piece of wood was worth 100. First to 1,000 wins. And we're out there for like three just, hours just ga- playing. Gaming. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> gaming, exactly. Yeah. Gaming, but in the real world. Yeah. Uh, so that was a really nice lesson, I think, to me to let go of the expectations of what it should look like. Just stick to the script. The script was very simple at the beginning of this month on purpose to stop 
that kind of stuff from happening stop me from going oh, I'm really pissed off that I don't get to go for my walk and I've got no other options open to me you do yeah absolutely you do absolutely you know you do it could be five minutes hanging the laundry out in the morning and breathing in the air and looking at the bees and listening to the birds like that might be what it looks like for one day or it could be going outside and kicking the ball around with the kids or taking your neighbor's dog for a walk or whatever yeah you know, let go of your expectations of what you think it should look like and actually just stick to the script. Let the benefits flow as and when they will. So I think that was important for me because I do sometimes get fixated on what things should look like mm-hmm. and I'm a little bit shocked when they don't look that way. Mm-hmm. And then it was another few days of walking. Second last day was really fun. We went and soaked in some hot springs. Yeah. What a great and wondrous gift that is from the earth isn't it just being in this hot water that just comes pumping out of the earth unbelievable yeah it's very relaxing and i'd hurt my neck skiing by myself (laughs) and yeah it 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 released tension it reminded me of the onsens in japan and And the benefits of that and yeah uh it was um really beautiful Mm. experience not dissimilar to the onsen no other than you know nuding up with Strangers. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> You're soaking in an enormous bath with strangers. With You've strangers. Got swimmers on. Yeah. Uh, but this one was very cool because it also had a, a particularly hot pool that led you into these caves, um, pitch black dark mm. caves filled with this steaming hot mineral water. Uh, and the, like the, the walls were all covered Calcified in the mineral deposits. And, yeah. and it was very cool. Mm. And next to the hot pool, they had a glacier pool, which was freezing. And... Got to tell you, the life-affirming experience that is getting out of the hot pool, jumping, like immersing yourself completely in the glacier pool. And doing it very fast. Oh, yeah. Otherwise, you don't do it. I got progressively longer in the cold pool. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's beautiful. It's awesome. Yeah. It's yeah. just another way of kind of soaking up painful, different sensory experiences. Awesome. I didn't find it painful. Mm. I found it invigorating. Mm. Like I felt, uh, I don't know, buzzy afterwards. Yeah. It was, It was pretty awesome. And for the last day, we made a bit of a discovery, a serendipitous discovery that I don't know, it felt like a really beautiful way to round it out. It did. It was like a, it was a detour on our regular walk that we would do yeah. almost every day. Yes. And it was only like 20 metres up this mountain and we discovered a natural spring coming out of the ground. Yeah. So a guy that I had got chatting to on the trail the day before had told me about it and uh, mentioned that it was worth a look. And I just, I don't know, it seemed, it sounds like a magical kind of thing to me, like this spring bubbling up out of a mountainside. So we went looking for it. Didn't take long to find it, you know, a bit of a scramble up over the rocks and ice and stuff. And uh, yeah, found this natural spring kind of issuing forth amazingly clear, cold, Mountain water. Yeah, it's these discoveries, I think, that will mean that we just keep doing this experiment, essentially. Well, I think for me, it's just become part of what I want to do every day. Like it's a it's a craving, a physical craving that I have yeah. for getting out into nature. Yeah. Who knows what it will look like on a day-to-day basis when the experiment's not going on. But I think that this has been a huge shift for me in just in my mindset and my understanding of why it's important. I, like I, at my core, I knew it was important to be outdoors as often as possible, but I, I don't think I necessarily understood why it was so important. And that's what I love about this experiment. It has 
taught me why. Yeah, absolutely. If you could nominate one or two changes that you've felt over the last month that you think might be related to this experiment, what do you, what do you think they'd be? Prior to this month, I had a, every time I laid down, I had a, a sore in the middle of my back mm-hmm. and I just thought it was like because I'm sleeping in different beds and uh, restless maybe or I don't know, like even before I left actually, I, I just had this sort of chronic muscle tightness right in the middle of my back and no amount of physio and chiropractic measures ever really got rid of it. But the one thing that has is being outdoors and walking Mm. every day. So that's one very physical benefit that I've, uh, I've experienced. I guess the other one is how much it has helped me be more creative. Mm-hmm. Uh, and going back to a few episodes ago when I was, when we were speaking about performance and how all you need to do is step outside for a little while and when you come back in, you think outside the box. You're thinking, you're resetting. You just do something a little bit different that sort of clicks into place and you're able to solve things a little well, just solve things. Yeah. So those two things are, are the highlights for me. You've spoken about the awe. Yep. What's something else that you see as a, a benefit? A couple of things. I don't know if this one's directly related or not, but uh, I feel like I'm more self-aware, which is laughable because I always felt like I was a painfully self-aware person, but not in a necessarily a positive way. I feel like I'm, I have a much healthier perspective on myself now, uh, maybe a bit more compassion, more patience, which starts as an internal thing. I don't know if you actually believe me or not. <laughs> Go on and I'll tell you. Okay. And I, I don't know. I, so I journal every morning since we've been on this trip and I just feel like I'm thinking more clearly. And that's probably like an internal processing kind of thing, which then frees me up in different ways. Like I think I feel like I'm thinking more creatively, but not in terms of, you know, creating stuff, but thinking in more open minded ways and and open to more possibilities, I guess. And I feel like there's a a clarity or a freedom or a spaciousness Mm. mentally that I haven't had for a long time. And then on the other side of that same kind of process is that I am big, I am much more creative. I've, I've started sketching and I know I haven't shared that anywhere yet, but I don't think I will because they're not that good, but it just feels good to create mm. stuff. Mm. I've started writing again. We've got a few projects that are coming up where I'll be writing more frequently, which is exciting. I've started contributing to other publications, but just writing for the sake of writing, working on some fiction and just enjoying the process of making stuff for no other reason than to have made it. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, it's, I don't know, I feel energetic. I feel really energized and electrified and inspired to do stuff. I said last week that I feel like there's going to be something big for me to come out of this experiment because I think that there is so much for us to gain personally, socially, community-wide, globally, from encouraging people to do this, to get outside, experience nature, find something to be awestruck by. Yeah. 
I mean, that's the purpose of this, these experiments, isn't it? Yeah. To do exactly that. Well, maybe. See, I don't want to go into it thinking that that's what yeah. it has to look like, but I'm so stoked that this is what this one has looked like. Yeah. And thank you for playing along at home with mm. us. We've really enjoyed your hashtags uh, and following and us And keep on. them coming. Absolutely. They don't really, it's not really going to stop for us, I don't think. Like, yeah, uh, I, I can't see stopping doing this in in any time in the future. So are you well, committed to continuing to spend time in nature every day now? Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. I also think, and uh, and you touched on it around the creativity as, as did I, is that I think for the month of May, that might be a theme that we might bring forward for that for, for that, that experiment. experiment. We don't know exactly what it is yet. We will share with you what it is when in April. Know. Yeah. But we'd like for it to have this continuous thread throughout the year of maybe one experiment influencing another. Yeah. Particularly, I mean, it feels like a natural progression to me. Yeah. And it excites me to think that that could be where we head for the next experiment. I would actually love to know what you personally have discovered or uncovered about yourself or, um, you know, found in yourself as a result of, of doing this experiment for the last month. I, I get a sense of some of the benefits that people are experiencing, relationships, time with kids, health, happiness, contentment, or a lot of people are pinging me in comments on Instagram and in emails and comments on the blog about moments of awe and the impact that's having on them. But I want to hear from you. Let me know, let, it, let Ben and I know what has impacted you this month, what you've found the most incredible and whether or not this is something you're going to continue if you're going to to keep up the 60 minutes 30 minutes daily dose of nature after the end of march thanks again for playing along and we'll see you next week There, I know there is sometimes a tendency to kind of, what's the word? Like, I don't know, poo-poo these ideas that... Dismiss. Thank you. <laughs> Look at me, writer that I am. She goes with poo-poo.